0: Welcome to Further Up and Further In. I'm Amy and I'm here with Michelle. Hey,
1: we're really glad you joined us today. And Not too long ago, Amy put on the Facebook page, Further Up and Further In has its own Facebook page, by the way. Uh, she put the question out there, give us some of your thoughts, ideas and questions. And we had one person pipe in with some solid mm-hmm. suggestions and another person seconding that thought. So one of the things that really kind of captured me out of the list of options was a question I get once in a while, and that's, how do you live in the world but not of it?
0: Yes. And every time we do it, I want to say the other way around. So, (laughs) no, how do we live in the world but not of the world? And that, as I was preparing something um, for our church this week, somehow in my head, I actually thought that that exact phrase was a verse in the Bible.
1: Isn't that great? How many things? But it's not. So many things we think are in the scripture until we actually study them. Good job being a student of the wording. Yep. Well, scripture does actually talk about not being of the world, Mm -hmm. but that whole phrase in the world, but not of it isn't actually directly from scripture, but it's a thought that Mm -hmm. nonetheless, it's a question that we can rumble and wrestle with sometimes. Mm -hmm. I often feel like when I get this question, what I'm really being asked are what behaviors are okay and what behaviors are not
0: okay. Mm, so rather, yeah, just looking at it from a strictly action yes. outside of yes. us. How do we make sure we still look Christian? Yes. Where's the line to where I'm no yes. longer? Yeah. Where's the
1: distinction? How do I know when I've actually been just so assimilated by the culture that I'm not any different, mm. which is, Yay. Once again, we cannot boil down to behavior. Hey, nope. (laughs) It's always a little bit more complicated, uh, for us as humans because behaviors are so manageable and controllable. And so this is not a word, but evaluatable. Yeah. I know early on in my experience, of course, some of this has to do with my age and culture shifts and changes all the time. But man, I went to a Christian school for like grades four to 12. And then I went to Christian college. So much emphasis on how you dress so much emphasis on how you dress so it was like you know if you're <laughs> should we take the time to joke about these things they're fun we should my school uniform was a white blouse navy skirt if there was a question that your hemline was too high you had to go into the principal's office and kneel on the floor and if your skirt touched the floor it was long enough and if you and if it didn't it was too short so <laughs> I wish our listeners I could know, see I your face, my face right face now, of like
0: are you kidding me <laughs>
1: I mean, this was in the 80s. I'm yeah. not sure that excuses it, but culture does change. So, you know, I'm still in touch with a few old classmates and we can joke about these things. And, and for me, I, I'm truly lighthearted about it right now. I never personally had to go and kneel in the principal's office, which just sounds bad now know, on it's, so ugh. many levels. Right? Yeah,
0: so many levels. You know,
1: so this effort to somehow be able to determine by our exterior behavior what is godly and what is not. Mm-hmm. And like Amy, I think and your thoughts on this, but for me, some of that stuff became so suffocating and confusing yeah. and really separating people from God, even though I think those things were good intention. I mean, a school uniforms, a school uniform. Kids have been fighting that forever, right? Yeah. One way or the other. So that's one thing all on its own that it's just kids do that. But on the other hand, if we think our standing with God is somehow associated with our behavior, that's religion. Mm-hmm. It's such dead religion. Yeah. And that pushes people away from God so badly.
0: Because all throughout scripture, we see that God ultimately wants relationship with us. Yeah. And this in the world, but not of the No, of the world. Uh, in, in the world, the world but not the of universe. the world. Right? <laughs> when it boils yeah. down to the behavior, it is all of a sudden all the focus is on looking the part as mm-hmm. opposed to actually from our heart yeah being the part
1: and you know honestly amy i can some days manage my hemline better than i can manage my attitude for sure <laughs> so that's why we have those questions like i want it to be so much more manageable than the really nitty-gritty raw of jesus come and examine the motives
0: of my mm-hmm. heart. the ultimate outside behavior may look exactly the same
1: totally Totally, 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 right? Mm -hmm. My hemline can be in the same place. (laughs) Yep. And some of that cultural stuff, boy, I I think we've come a long ways in recognizing that's not the issue that we thought it was. Mm -hmm. Um, But it still matters. It still matters. A lot more of it now comes down for me. What am I communicating to other people and how helpful is it? Mm. Rather than seeing it as a measure of my own holiness or not holiness. Yeah. Because that all goes back to being a Pharisee. And Jesus was the only people Jesus was really angry and harsh with was Pharisees. Yeah. So if you think you're righteous and not being of the world because you part your hair on the left or your hemlines in the right place, or you have a beard or don't have a beard, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's not exclusive to females, although I sure feel like we took the brunt of it in my school days. He was really harsh. Jesus Mm -hmm. was really harsh when it came to, you just think you're behaving on the outside. He called them whited sepulchres, like a whitewashed tomb. as opposed to your heart. Your heart is filthy. Deal with that. He didn't care where their hemlines were. Mm -hmm. And when you think even of the woman that was brought to him in adultery and how gentle and compassionate he was, again, he was going after her heart. And that's what he wants from us. So this whole idea of, of the world, I'm a word nerd, so I break that down in grammar. What does that mean to be of the world? Jesus said in his great prayer, On our behalf that's recorded in John 17, he just he's talking to Father God and he's talking about his disciples and he's blessing them. And he says, I've given them your word and the world hates them because they do not belong to the world just as I do not belong to the world. So this is a more modern translation doesn't use of the old language of of the world has got your roots. Where are your roots? Where are you drawing your life from? If I'm drawing my life from... And so I'm going to have to break this down for me as a woman because I'm not a guy. But you know, if I'm dressing in a way that draws attention to me and somehow gratifies my ego, my sense of self, that's gratifying my value, that is actually of the world. Mm -hmm. That is of a well to draw life from a place that's not helpful or healthy. Mm -hmm. And it's going to dry up and it's going to become toxic. I can wear the same hemline... Hopefully not trying to draw an unhealthy attention to myself with my sense of who I am, my value and what I have to bring coming from a wellspring of life, that I'm a beloved, delightful, chosen daughter of God who has something to give to the world, right? That's mm-hmm. being of another source. So it actually has nothing to do with my hemline or whether I'm in a bar or, you know, whether I'm climbing Mount Everest. Where am I drawing my wellspring, my life, my source, my refreshment? Where is that coming from? Mm -hmm.
0: The second part of in the world is we are not called to be separate out Mm -hmm. in some community where... We all believe the same thing and, and separated. Yeah. There's a part of, in the world, we're called to be the salt and light. Yeah. Well, if everyone's light around, it's we a we'd Or if we're all salt. Yeah. Right? We went to that conference down in LA and yeah. they were like, if we're all salt, that's it's, not flavor. That's overwhelming and gross. It's actually disgusting. Yeah. But, right? It's like, mm-hmm. in the world is we need to be sprinkled. Yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Not just clustered in our own little gross thing and I just really like what Christine Kane said when we listened to her where it's like we've gotten this backwards that we're of the world but not in the world that we have all the same stuff that we're drawing our sources from all uh, from the world but yet we've segregated ourselves into our little church groups and heaped a whole bunch of ugly religion on it
1: and so I mean our gathering together we need to do that to be encouraged supported and strengthened but if that is the only place that we show up Mm -hmm. we're missing because we don't want to be
0: with those people or we don't want to get dirty those things we don't want to
1: be associated with right and it all comes down to the same crappy stuff that the pharisees were dealing with yeah so the pharisees they constantly separated themselves away from other people as a way to maintain their holiness and not get Mm -hmm. soiled and dirty by the brokenness of the world around us that's so not what jesus modeled jesus was right out there in the crowds he was always rubbing shoulders with the hot mess of humanity Mm -hmm. and at the same time he also pulled himself away and had
0: alone times with God to get Mm -hmm. fueled up that's where his of came from right he was of the father when I think about the Pharisees it's like the amount of wealth of knowledge they had Mm -hmm. of Scripture and stuff how influential and life-changing they could have been if they didn't separate themselves yeah because they had they held Scripture so high they did and so they could have been like you say A resource, a
1: wellspring of hope for the world around them, but they isolated themselves. So obviously that's not what God's calling us to either, when we're in the world and not of it.
0: We still see the same dynamics play out with Pharisees and you know they are this, they are that. It's the us and theming that has been around for all time and it, it, it's happening now
1: it's almost like the new separation from is people separating themselves from the church yeah and kind of like this rebellion thing against well i'm going to show everybody that you know i can be in the world and not of it because i'm just going to go out and do mm-hmm. all this stuff that is also got a, a bad root in terms of what's in the heart mm-hmm. you know we can hit the other ditch there's always this pendulum swing from extremes and so yeah you can be kind of screw you, I'm going to go do everything everybody else is doing and you can't tell me I can't because I'm being in the world not of it, I'm not isolated like some of you Christians. Yeah. And again, it's just another rotten spring. Mm-hmm. Toxic waters, uh, a way, yet, yeah, just to rebel. And I think I get to hear a lot of this. The church has always been, pastors did, lots of good reasons to separate yourself from the church. And then it's just becoming another us and them scenario mm-hmm. in the world. And that whole thing of us and them the scripture uses the word strife so wherever our reaction to something is full of prickly defensiveness toxic reactionary Mm. you're actually just contributing to the problem yeah you're not actually being of christ and in the world you're just being broken and rebelling against something else
0: it's important to acknowledge and process the wounds that people in the church or the church has happened yeah we're not saying just like no blind yourself to that fact totally not that is different than processing of like man i did this and and this is how my church responded it hurt me and i need to process forgiveness that's one thing but going to the place of judgment is not okay
1: no because it's just another shade of the same hot, broken mess, and you know, for sure, all of that brokenness that you're talking about, man, people have been treated shockingly poorly at times by the church, by leaders, this happens and it's just another great strategy of the enemy to isolate us from something that's actually really important because mm-hmm. we are to gather together with other believers that's really clear in scripture that we get encouraged that way
0: when we do the us and theming in in regards to church we actually lose our capacity to have meaningful conversations around what does it look like to be a healthy church what are areas that the church needs to grow in and change and As soon as it's full of judgment and um, bitterness, there's just no space for that. We want to have space. We want to have space to be like, okay, this is what we're doing. Man, we can do so much better in the occlusion of other people. Let's rumble with that. Yes. And be open and curious Mm -hmm. and willing to listen. Yeah. As opposed to both both ditches coming with, you are wrong. Yeah. I am right. Yeah. So this is going to be an argument instead of... A conversation of growth
1: yeah and so some of our listeners might really be like longing to go further up and further in with Jesus and be stuck in the pain of you know I tried to be in the world and not of it I got judged or man there's just lots of that happens any of our listeners that might feel really stuck in listen crap happened and I am in pain and I actually don't know how to show up in this conversation without just bitterly spewing everywhere well, you need to get that pain out of your body. Mm-hmm. You need to find a safe place to share it that's also going to be productive. And a lot of your healing and your restoration in this is going to come through forgiving people who did what they should not have done. Yeah. And we've got a whole podcast on forgiveness. I encourage you to go look that up. Break agreement with a lie that, you know, the church is a toxic place for me, that there are no good safe places to have fellowship with other people. Mm-hmm. Break agreement with the lie that I'm just out here having my own little Lone Ranger experience mm. of showing up in the world and being super mm. cool.
0: Because actually, we can't actually be followers of Jesus when we're doing it in isolation. No. Over and over again, the scripture tells us like, meet, make yeah. room in your heart to love every believer. Make sure you do not neglect meeting. Talks again and again how God created us was for community yeah, and we for need community each other. with people That love Jesus and are encouraging us yeah so whenever I have conversations with people that are saying you know what I'm not really into the church I'm just into Jesus right there's an indication that there's unresolved pain that they Mm -hmm. haven't dealt with Mm -hmm. and that the enemy has been lying to them
1: yeah and I hope our listeners hear that I feel a ton of compassion about that Mm because it's real and it's painful and it's lonely But I also want them to hear that's not the only way it is. Yeah. And to keep looking, you know, relentlessly pursue, knock on doors, check out places, because I guarantee you, because I've met them everywhere I go, there are groups of people who are, you know, their hearts are wide open in pursuit Mm -hmm. of loving God and loving the world around them. It exists. It's true. And if you want to go further up and further in, you kind of have to be part of the hot mess
0: of a community. Yep. Which is the wonderful part. Yeah. But also the really hard part because yeah. our broken areas bump up against other people's yeah. broken areas. <laughs> it turns out. <laughs> and yet those are exactly the spaces that Jesus can show up and yeah. bring healing and restoration and unity, yeah. which then increases our capacity to be in the world. Yes. Yes. 100% because I have this
1: group of people that have my back that are going to be honest with me that are a safe place for me to be confessional I'm stronger and healthier than I ever could be on my own and it it does you're right it enables me to show up in other places I, I want to use the word radiant does that sound mm. corny but that's how it feels to me like alive a light and assault, unashamedly and yet so genuinely loving and wanting to connect with people that I can be totally there Mm -hmm. and it works so again thank you for listening to us today we welcome your questions your conversation ideas and we're cheering you on in your pursuit of further up and further in